You are now listening to What the Hell, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking about understanding your triggers. Now, a couple episodes ago, we talked about understanding your warning signals. And for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to go back. It's episode 78. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. It's just a mini-sode. It's like nine minutes long. But a little recap Our warning signals can be either emotional or they can be physical. For our emotional warning signals, they can be things like feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, depressed, angry, agitated, or any other kind of intense emotion. For our physical warning signals, it can be things like feeling fatigued, having GI issues, having headaches. It's important to understand our warning signals because if those warning signals go unchecked, it's kind of like a car with a check engine light. If that light stays on for long enough, things start to break down. So it's important to understand what our warning signals are, whether they're emotional, physical, or both. Now, what sets off those warning signals is a trigger. And just like our warning signals are individual to you or me or anyone who experiences them, so are our triggers. And our triggers can either be physical or emotional. Now, I want to make the distinction, but I also want to caveat this by saying, sometimes we equate a warning signal with something physical that we're doing when in fact the root of that warning signal is emotional. And I will explain that in a little bit. So what are these triggers? They can be physical or emotional, but how do we figure out what our triggers are? Unlike warning signals, like when you have a headache or when you have GI issues or when you feel fatigued or when you feel anxious, you know what's going on. I don't need to tell you, do you know if you have a headache right now? Do you know if you feel anxious right now? You will absolutely know. Your warning signals are very clear to you, but the triggers are unclear because they can be multifaceted and there can be numerous ones. So it's important to understand where these triggers are coming from. And in order to do that, I want you to ask yourself three questions. First of all, Before you ask yourself those three questions, if you, for some reason, can't figure out what your warning signal is, just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Am I feeling anxious, depressed, in pain, um, lethargic? Again, I don't really think you'll have to. You know what you're experiencing. But in order to figure out what your triggers are, I want you to ask yourself three questions. What was I just thinking What was I just saying and what was I just doing? Because when we're having an issue or a symptom that's coming up, there's always a trigger to it. Things don't just happen for no reason. And these triggers can be very subtle 
And how our mind works is we have these thoughts and they're connected with memories, which are connected with experiences and other thoughts and memories and experiences, and they can intertwine. And all of a sudden you see something or you say something or you hear a tone of voice and it triggers off this cascade of memories and feelings and emotions. And all of a sudden you find yourself feeling anxious and you don't really know why. But if you sit back and you assess yourself like a third party, like you're watching a movie, you try to remove yourself, not disassociate. You try to be a third party observing what you're going through. And you ask yourself, what was I just thinking? What was I just saying? Or what was I just doing? And it could be a combination of all three, or it could just be one overriding thing. Now, here's where it gets a little bit messy. Let's say... One of your warning signals is chronic pain. Now, for people that experience chronic pain, we start to associate the things that we do physically with our chronic pain symptoms, even if the chronic pain has nothing to do with what we're doing physically. We will associate certain movements, whether it's standing, sitting, lying down, bending over, twisting to the side, exercising, walking, running, not doing any of those things. And we'll start to associate that with our physical symptoms. And so I want you to be very careful that if your warning signals are chronic body pain, I want you to think more about what was I just thinking and what was I just saying? either one of those two, I don't want you to focus on what was I just doing because our brain is already going there with chronic pain and we're looking for that list to get even longer of all the things we can't do because that's associated with giving us more chronic pain. And chronic pain is a whole beast unto itself. For those of you that haven't listened to my podcast before, I have suffered from chronic pain symptoms, believing that it was physical. And I went down this whole path of seeking different things physically to quote unquote cure my chronic pain. And it's been a three year journey that's led me to the point where I know that it's nothing to do with what I'm doing physically, but it has everything to do with my emotional health, my mental health, the way that I manage stress, things that have happened to me over the last three years. I experienced the loss of a family member and all my chronic pain symptoms kind of triggered then. So that's beside the point. But if your warning signal is pain or it's more physical, I want you to ask yourself, what was I just thinking? What was I just saying? If your warning signal is more emotional, say it's anxiety, I want you to ask yourself, what was I just thinking? What was I just saying? What was I just doing? And I will say, for those going back to the chronic pain, you can still ask yourself, what was I just doing? Because maybe you were on social media, but I don't want you to focus on on physical exercise kind of movement things, if that makes sense. So I just want to caveat that. But let's go back to the warning signal of anxiety because many people today in our society experience anxiety on a day-to-day basis. And with all of the anxiety medication that we have, people still experience anxiety. 
And I want you to ask yourself why. Because anxiety is not a diagnosis. It's an experience. And that experience is attached to thoughts, feelings, and actions. So I want you to ask yourself when you're feeling anxious, what was I just saying? What was I just thinking? What was I just doing? And really try to understand your personal triggers. I'll give you a personal experience and a personal example because I think it helps just put some context, maybe give you some clues as maybe, you know, this is what I'm going through or or maybe it's not. But my husband noticed that I get nauseous a lot. I get headaches, I get fatigue, I get GI issues. And I get it a lot after I eat. And it doesn't really matter what I eat. I get nauseous. I also struggled with an eating disorder. I was bulimic for seven years. And now I've overcome bulimia. I've overcome the action of bulimia. But for those of you that have gone through an eating disorder, you may change your action, but the mentality is not so easy to shift. We also use food as a way to cope because we can control what goes into our body. And when there's other things in our life that feel out of our control, we go to things that we can control. Exercise, food, work, whatever your thing is that you can control, that you have some control over when other things are out of your control. So food or restriction the restriction of food or the overconsumption of food is a coping mechanism that people with eating disorders or disordered eating patterns go to. So I recognize this in myself that when things seem out of my control, for example, not knowing if I'm going to get into grad school, going through the whole application process, feeling kind of alone, not knowing what my research question is going to be, and just having this big question mark over my future. Like, how am I going to, what kind of psychologist am I going to be? Where, where am I going to work? How am I going to make money? You know, there's this big age gap between Kevin and I. I'm going to have to fill that. There will be a time when Kevin retires and we're going to have 20 years of funding that needs to be filled by me. And it's a heavy weight and I want to do a good job and I want to do something that's fulfilling. And so there's all of these things riding on whether I'm going to get into grad school or not. And it's very interesting that when I'm feeling anxious about that, I start to manipulate food. And maybe if I'm not doing it consciously, he's noticed that I get nauseous after I eat. But when I'm in a relaxed state, I don't. So it's not consistent and it's not consistent with a certain type of food and not, but it's consistent with my emotional state. And so understanding that, and this is where it gets really, really challenging because being nauseous after you eat could be a a variety of things. It could be something physical, like you ate something that didn't agree with you. Maybe you have low stomach acid. Maybe you're low on digestive enzymes. And it could be a physical fix. But when something becomes chronic 
and there's no rhyme or reason to it. And sometimes it's not a thing and sometimes it is and you notice the correlation to your emotional state, then it's not something physical. And you have to understand that your triggers have roots. So it's not enough to just understand your trigger, but you have to understand the root of that. So let's say my warning signal is nausea. My trigger is not knowing what I'm going to do for my research question, not knowing if I'm going to get into grad school. And the root of that, why would that matter, is what am I going to do? It's that fear and that anxiety that come up about how are we going to make enough money? How are we going to live the way that we want to? I know this is like years in the future, but my mind goes there. And so there's a root to our trigger. And if you keep going back and back and back, you'll find the root. Like I grew up in a family that didn't have a lot of money. And so there's a really big poverty mentality that I still struggle with. And that root needs to be uplifted. Like I'm not going to be taken care of. Because at some point in my upbringing, I wasn't taken care of. And the root of that is trust. Do you see like how far you want to go back? And I know this takes a lot of time and effort. But if you have these really distressing warning signals that are there for a reason, you have to understand what's triggering them. And the trigger is just surface level. You have to understand the root of the trigger. And these roots are pretty common. They're feelings of inadequacy, not having enough love, not having trust. They all boil down to, you know, certain things, but you have to get down to the root in order to change what's going on in your life right now. So just to recap, you experience your warning signal, whether it's physical or emotional. I want you to ask yourself three things. What was I just thinking? What was I just saying? What was I just doing? And write them down. Write them down so they're right in front of you. And start to make the connection between what you're experiencing, your symptoms, and what's going on in your thought life. And what's going on with your mental health. Because once you start to make those connections, you'll see that every time I'm under this you know, kind of stress, or I was thinking about this, or I was doing this, it's causing this reaction. Why is it causing that reaction? Now I need to dig deep into the root. Why do I feel like this? Why does this trigger me? And start with one warning signal and one trigger at a time. And I know that can be difficult because there's all these memories that flood in, but try and just keep it to one at a time. And if you want to know more about changing your thought life and rewiring your brain, this is where the work of Dr. Carolyn Leaf comes in. So definitely check her out. She talks about warning signals. She talks about uh, the NeuroCycle, which is a 63-day program that you do in order to change a single thought and understanding where that thought comes from. So I highly recommend her work as well. That is it for today. We're going to keep it to a mini-sode. I know it's a lot of information, but I want this to be empowering. I don't want it to feel like a big chore to do this. Yes, it takes a lot of work, 
But if you are dealing with these unbearable emotions or like anxiety, depression, overwhelm, anger, physical pain, you do not have to live like that. There is a way out. It just takes some digging. Thank you guys for listening to today's show. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave me a review as your reviews get this message of better health out there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lena Jade's Healthy Life, where I post fitness, nutrition, and psychology content. All right, you guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And as you go throughout your day, always remember, you are powerful over your health.